Well, good morning. Uh, my name is J.P. Duvendeck. I'm the student ministries pastor here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's an honor to be a part of a church uh, where we have a committee every 34 years um, to honor our senior pastor as he's retiring. And I want to thank that committee for all of the time that they've put in thus far. The process isn't over yet, um, but thank you for, for your tireless hours in, in doing that. Um, <clears throat> today, we're going to be talking about um, being together and balancing grace and truth. Grace and truth. And I want to ask a question. How many of you have ever disappointed someone you really, really respect? Most everybody. Me too. Me too. Um, I, when I was in Chicago, I had a mentor that walked me through uh, my time in seminary. Um, and he had gone through the program before I had. Um, and I just had a great deal of respect for this man. He's in the white sweater. His name's Scott. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to find someone I have more respect for than him. And I met with him every two weeks for three years while I was in Chicago. And he asked me really, really, really difficult questions. And he celebrated with me in times of victory. And he comforted me in times of defeat. And I knew there was a time coming that I was going to disappoint him. He really, really, really valued education. And he'd gone through the same seminary program I was going through. And he was even friends with the professor I had at the time, whose class I was not doing so well in. And I knew this meeting, when I, when I went to his office, he was going to ask me how my grade was. And I was going to have to tell him that it wasn't so hot. And we'll get back to that story a little later. Right now I want to look in John chapter 1. Verses 14 through 17. The Word became flesh and took up residence among us. We observed His glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one, has come after me, the one who comes after me has surpassed me because He existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace and after grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Jesus was full not just of truth and not just of grace. He was full of grace and truth. Now, I don't like to, to boil things down into equations or formulas. Uh, I feel like they've got lots of limiting factors. This one, I feel it goes beyond the, the limits. This one's a good one. I, I really like this one. It's held true for, for years uh, since I learned it, uh, and I want to share it with you guys today. It's this. It's grace plus truth over time equals transformation. Grace plus truth over time equals transformation. Take a picture of the screen, write it in your notes, that's great. Grace plus truth over time equals transformation. It's not something that happens right away. It takes time. It's not something that happens as soon as you learn a new truth. 
It takes grace. It may not be something that happens as soon as you experience grace because there's truth involved too. All three of these components come together for transformation. And we see that Jesus is full of grace and truth. And he's outside of time. So um, when we think about grace and truth, I think we all tend to fall one way or the other. We may be truth tellers or we may be grace givers. We may be one of those two things. And I've got a little video that I want you to watch, and it's going to help determine which one you lean toward most. Just because you're a truth teller does not mean you can't extend grace to people. I'm just saying this is what naturally, what we, what we more instinctively react with. And just because you're a grace giver doesn't mean you can't speak truth. But if we watch this video, you'll have a reaction, and that'll help determine what group you're in. Check this out. Hello, beautiful. What's your name? Kerrigan Bradley. How old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen. You do beauty budgets? Yes. I can totally tell you got the pageant hair, the pageant earrings. I love it. <laughs> Go ahead. I just feel like I'd want to see a little bit more edge with you. You wouldn't be able to do it. It'd be like trying to chop down a tree with a banana. You just, it wouldn't, wouldn't work. One out of four. One out of four. You still got the confidence. Looks, personality, talent, no. Stephen, I mean, just awful, really. Just awful? Yeah, honestly. I've been told different. By who? Come on! Upside, inside out. She's living la vida loca. She'll push and pull you down. It sounded like two three-year-olds who've got flu trying to sing. The whole thing was just atrocious. Complete and utter mess. It was very generic, verging on excruciating. The singing was just atrocious. It was absolutely terrible. You don't have to bring people down. That's not something that you have to do. All you had to do was say that I didn't get in. All You did not have to say that I was horrible. Because personally, I don't think any of you were that great. But you were horrible. I've heard enough. I think you're probably the most disillusioned group of people we've had in this competition. And that's the truth. I think the group is horrendous. You have absolutely zero edge, no originality. I think individually you're weak. I think as a group you're even worse. Absolutely zero chance of you guys ever, ever, ever having a successful career. I don't think there is any chance of you making it through to the final 12 after that performance. There is zero chance of you making it through to the next round, I'm afraid, after oh, that. We don't have to kill her now. He's an extreme truth teller. Not all truth-tellers look the same, but you may have one of two reactions. And this is going to determine which, which group you more naturally fall into. Your first reaction may have been, it's about time someone told them the truth, right? Or you may have just laughed hysterically because he's telling the truth like you wish you could. That probably means you're a truth-teller. That probably means you fall into the, the, the truth-telling side a little more naturally. Your other reaction could have been, he's so mean. If that was your reaction, then you're probably a grace giver, right? You'd rather put the truth off for a little while and just, let's just love each other, right? Now, I'm going to pick on both groups, and I just want you to know that I tend to fall more in the truth-telling group. 
Uh, it just comes more naturally to me, and that's where I find myself more often than probably I want. Um, truth tellers have a way of thinking. It's the truth will set us free. It's all about the truth. Feelings come later. It doesn't matter. It's the truth. I want three things that I need to do in order to make this happen. It's the lawyer that's talking to Jesus saying, what is it that I need to do to earn salvation? Right? The truth tellers are saying, give me the bottom line. And we see in Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You've fallen away from grace. How many of you want to be alienated from Christ? Good. Right answer. (laughs) We don't want to be alienated from Christ. But those of us that are truth tellers, we do tend to do this. We tend to say, what is it that we can do to earn salvation? And when we do that, We're alienating ourselves from the one who is full of truth and full of grace. Now I realize I've picked on the truth tellers quite a bit. And I'm an equal opportunity teaser. So we're going to pick on the the grace givers as well. Seem fair? Okay. So the grace givers uh, respond to that video and they say... He's so mean, right? They don't, the truth doesn't matter. It's all about feelings. And so we're going to put the truth aside and we're just going to encourage people. And I want to say that you're the reason those people auditioned, right? <laughs> the, the first girl there was, a, was in beauty pageants. She should have a coach that says, don't use music as your talent. It's not your talent, right? Do the hula hoop. And, and the next guy, uh, Simon was telling him how terrible he was, and the guy said, I've heard differently. By who? Right? And we didn't hear how, what he sounded like, but you can imagine. I didn't want to put all the horrible clips in there. I wanted to reserve your ears a little bit. Um, it was difficult to find those and listen through all those uh, auditions. But we put aside the truth as grace givers and we say encouragement is more important. We want to encourage people and maybe they really like music and so we want to encourage that they get on a national platform on national TV in front of their friends when they have zero talent, right? That's the problem sometimes with, with grace giving, is we're enabling people, right? Um, we look at Proverbs thirteen eighteen. Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. Whoever heeds correction is honored. And so we see there's a problem when there's only truth and there's a problem when there's only grace. Right? 
Let's take a look and just define those really quick. Um, the problem with only truth is we alienate ourselves from Christ, right? That's a problem. And the problem when there's only grace is we enable ourselves to continue sinning until we self-destruct. Both of those are pretty major problems, right? I know I've picked on everybody, but really we want a balance of truth and grace. Both of these things are good. Truth is good and grace is good. And we want the balance because we're trying to emulate Jesus who is full of grace and truth. And so we see the benefit from truth in Romans 3.20. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. So the benefit of truth is it shows us our sin. The benefit of truth is it shows us our sin. And the benefit of grace is that it shows us our Savior. We can't do it on our own. It's impossible. And that becomes clear when we face the truth. And then when we face grace, we see our Savior. We need that balance of grace plus truth over time. Now, I'm sure that many of you have been uh, downtown Toledo or in a big city, maybe downtown Chicago, and you've seen someone standing on a box with a bullhorn yelling out truth from the Scripture, right? This is a, another form of an extreme truth teller, right? And you may have different reactions to that. You may think, oh, that's not the loving way to do this. Or you may say, man, he's got courage. He's out there telling the truth. We need to be, do more of that, right? Probably depends on whether you're a truth teller or a grace giver. Although I'm a truth teller, I tend to be a little more on the side of, that's not the loving way to do this. I'm not sure that's right. But then I interact with people that say, oh yeah, I was walking the streets and some guy was yelling in a megaphone, truth out of the scripture, and I gave my life to Christ. And I'm like, it works. Because it does. It works. And it's that time piece that we're forgetting. It's grace plus truth over time. And I think... The bullhorn works with people who have experienced a tremendous amount of grace in their life. Maybe they've grown up with parents that extend them extreme grace and not much discipline. And they're thirsty. They're thirsty for that truth. And maybe the other way around. Someone's grown up with extreme truth and they're constantly being told this is the right way, this is the only way, this, 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 this is the truth. 
and they're thirsty for that grace. And over the time of their life, it's the grace plus the truth that equals transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to call the band forward as I conclude my story. Um, I know some of you have been waiting to, to find out how rough my mentor was on me. Um, I met with my mentor every other week for three years in his office at the church, and his office was very cold. Um, he had very simple chairs, computer, papers on a desk, and a few pictures on the wall. Uh, most were pictures his daughter had painted. One was the, the prodigal son. And in order to make it feel a little more cozy, a little more comfortable, I would go into his office and I would sit on the floor like it was a living room or something, trying to trick my mind so that I could be a little more relational with him. And he sat there and we talked, we greeted, I sat down on the floor and he asked me, how's your grade? And I had to tell him the truth. And I grew up in a Christian home. I was extended lots of grace and truth over time. But I'll never forget the way he responded to me. He looked me straight in the eyes. And he said, JP, I'm disappointed. And I love you just the same. I'm disappointed and I love you just the same. Over all my life of experiencing grace or hearing truth, I'd never heard it so clearly in one breath. And it was at that moment that my soul broke down and barriers broke and I was able to experience the love of God. I was able to understand just a taste of what Jesus thinks of us. There's truth and grace over time. I want to leave you with one story from Luke chapter 22. Jesus um, expressing both truth and grace to Simon Peter. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, Peter. Before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Jesus was graciously interacting with Peter in the present, knowing the truth of what's to come. And he's able to see beyond that to the transformed Peter of when you come back, when you turn back, help others experience my truth and my grace. 
this time, let's join in song, worshiping our Savior, who is full of grace and truth.